they talk. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Forgotten Flicks remembers Streets of Fire 1984. I'll be coming for her, and I'll be coming for you, too. Sure you will, and I'll be waiting. You are about to enter a world unlike any you've ever seen before, where rock and roll is king. The only law is a loaded gun. Where the beautiful... Stay and see the show, it's really good. The brutal... I want Tom Cody. And the brave all meet. From now on, it's for real. In Streets of Fire. Hello and welcome to Forgotten Flicks, where we remember the movies you grew up with. And tonight's movie, I think many, many, many folks remember, whether you've actually seen it or not. You probably have heard of it. And that is Streets of Fire from 1984. But before we get into the movie, I ought to mention, I'm Joel, and I'm joined by the one, the only, Peter... Hello. And Daryl. Are we going to talk about it or are we going to we going to do it? I just realized how weird it is that I introduced you as the one and only, but I introduced both of you. Yeah, you did. That's kind of weird. Mm. Did you dance when the trailer was up? Like I started yeah, dancing. I actually, I, that's oh, so sad. I, I actually did. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a studio and I have the little Yeti mic and I'm like, I feel like I'm dancing. That's right. Yeah, did you feel a little bit like you were Diane Lane on that? A little bit. I was feeling pretty. Not as pretty as William Defoe was feeling in this movie, but I was feeling pretty. Oh, we got to get into that. Jazz hands. So, straight up, Streets of Fire 1984, I just want to ask both of you. Peter, I know you're a fan of it. You you probably saw it when it came out? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Three times. In the theater, nice. So, and I and I assume it's it, it's it's a movie that has uh, always been near and dear to your heart, especially since you're the one who brought it up to to do as a an episode. Um, uh, I have a love affair with this movie. Okay, you should. So, so either either uh, I know the rest of this episode is going to go really well, or it's going to turn really awkward at some point. Uh, I know, because I've never seen this movie. <gasps> now, yeah. before we get into that, Daryl. Yes. You, you you were familiar with it, at least. I know you've seen it, right? Oh, I've seen it countless times. Okay. I've seen it okay. in the movies. It has Diane Lane in it, and Rick Romano, Moranis in it. I, 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 know, I was William shocked. It's a, I knew Diane Lane was in it. I knew, I, after our, it was weird, I forgot William Dafoe was in it, and then obviously we showed up. I was like, oh, that's right, he's in this. And uh, Michael, is it Pere? Paul, Paul? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, Pere. I don't know yeah. what the hell he's called. Pear, Michael Pear was in this. I mean, come yeah. on, Bill, oh, Bill Paxton Michael, was not cool. Michael in this movie. T. Williamson, dude. Yeah, yeah. Bubba Gump. Or Bubba I, Gump. I, uh, more recently, do you watch Justified? Anybody? Sure do, dude. Limehouse. He was Limehouse. Yeah. That show yes, is a phenomenal was. show. God, I love that show. Walton Goggins is a god. Anyway, I, I digress. It. Oh, it. <laughs> we got to start a Justified podcast just to go wax poetic about that freaking show. So anyway, okay. uh, but. And then the third guy, I didn't, the the guy who played Bird, he looked familiar to me, and we'll get into, I, I realize I'm completely jumping off, off the rails here, but Grand oh, yeah, L. Sure. Bush was Agent Johnson, the other Agent Johnson, no relation, from Die Hard. Yes. 
There's, there's so many people in this movie, it's ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, I know. Okay, so Daryl has a history of this movie. Peter has a history. I'm intentionally really enjoying doing movies that I have this weird, very aware of and had many opportunities to see and for some freaking reason never did. And this movie's in, in particular, my video productions teacher, Mr. Morgan, loved this movie. And he told me to watch it. He gave me a VHS copy to watch, and I never did. Shame on you. And what, but you know what's strange? I had it in my head as like a 17-year-old kid that it was going to be, I don't know, and you know, it's probably the whole, oh, my teacher likes it. Oh, it must be lame. Oh, I was such a jackass. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like things have changed. So I, I don't know why I had it in my head. It was like this PG comedy action thing like it was almost more of a parody like i didn't mm, i no. didn't know what it was i am happy to report i am a moron i have missed out on 20 years mm-hmm. of watching this movie mm-hmm. and re-watching because i will i will rewatch this movie i'm just gonna let it out of the bag now i can't believe how much i like this movie soundtrack was awesome too oh we, we will get that we have to have a whole segment where we just get into the Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Sorrells. Mm-hmm. Or Dan Hartman. I think this is the Dan Hartman version. Sorry. I'm dancing to it again. I can't you stop. Can, you can't stop. Oh, it, man. man. Ooh, well, getting well, the groove on. Mm. I'm feeling it. The shoulders well, working. You know, it is because of the moving oh. sidewalks. You can't see under your feet. I'm doing the fist pump, too, in the air. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Like, so, so, so. <laughs> yeah. So, we will get into the fact that this is a. I don't even know. What I love about this movie, and I don't know if it's as I've gotten older, I more and more love genre hybrids. Mm-hmm. The, my favorite movies tend to be movies that you cannot clearly label. Oh, it's a horror movie. It's a comedy. It's an action movie. Mm-hmm. It's a what? I like it when they, but like you don't know. And nope. this movie is almost the epitome. <laughs> it is a throwback. It is a big throwback. <laughs> but I, I do want to go into some of the nuts and bolts, some of the, the behind the scenes and in front of the camera people because... This is going to take a long. Oh, this is going to be like a four-hour show. Yeah. Just going in, going in. I, I'm going to be careful because, like, as you point out, Peter, we could go on a while. But mm, yeah. right off the bat, directed by Walter Hill. Yes, I love some of his early work, especially. But I mean, all, all throughout his career, but specifically, you know, movies like Southern Comfort and Forty Eight Hours, and <laughs> it's like the list goes on. I'm just like, it's one of those. He's one of those directors. Obviously, produced executive produced Tales from the Crypt. One of my favorite shows, which, by the way, did anybody else think, and it's just me, the opening credits, the font, the typography of it, it had a Tales from the Crypt vibe to me. It did. You know what I'm talking about, though? It did. Yep. Go back and look at it. The font itself. Remember whenever a new uh, an episode, after we got past the Crypt Keeper, and they would go into the episode, and you got the little opening credit sequence. Yeah. It Very looked, subtle. Yeah. It was just, I don't know what that typography is, but it's awesome. So it just, it totally took me back to that. Um <clears throat> So this movie came out in 84, directed and co-written by uh, Mr. Hill and his oftentimes writing partner, uh, Larry Gross. It stars, this is just ridiculous. So Michael Pere <laughs> is is the main guy, Tom Cody. Total badass in this movie, by the way. I loved yes. him in this. Yeah. Um, his face doesn't even move when he I, talks. I, I, just, he's, oh, I know. I bought, but see, oh, he's a pretty boy, but I bought him as somebody who is a pretty boy who could kick your butt. Yeah, he could. He kick was an army, very much kick your butt. Yeah, yeah. He came from the army. That, that's always every time they name a guy that's cool. They it, it, it always Cody. have it that he went away to, to he went away to fight war. 
Of course. Yeah. Of course. And then he came home. But that's what's so great yeah. about this movie is everything's so nondescript. It's, is yeah. it the 40s, 50s, but yet it's the 80s? And it won't tell you because she's on a train. It looks so old, and then yet you're on a subway train. And then and there's like music videos and color TVs and neon. Lots. I put my notes, I just put lots of neon. And Diane Lane. Well, okay. Next up, Miss <laughs> Diane Lane. And here's it's interesting. Obviously, amazingly beautiful woman. I, I love the fact that I could be mistaken. But she is allowing herself to age gracefully. Let's just put it that way. Oh, she, she's hot. Let's put it this way. She was 18, I think, when they did this. She looked good. Have you seen the movie Under the Tuscan Sun? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Mm. Yes. That she is one of these women. I see like Goldie Hawn. I always felt like Goldie Hawn. She was like cute when she was young. Yeah. But she as got she got hot, older, she got yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Diane Lane. Um, yeah. It's the same one. Yeah. 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 And it's like, the, yeah. it, and I don't know if it's a, just allowed themselves to, especially Diane Lane though. I mean, she really, even in, yeah. I mean, even mm-hmm. in Superman, even in the new Superman movie, Man of Steel, she, even though they were trying to make her look a little older, obviously, because she's his mom, I, she still. Um, Superman, I'm your new daddy. <laughs> I would have did it. I totally would have played that. The one that surprised me, I went like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize he was in this. Rick Moranis, his third build. Yeah. He yeah, was such a jerk. Oh, he's such an a-hole. So oh. Michael, Michael Prey plays Tom Cody, the hero of the piece. He's going to say, well, and we'll get into the actual story, but Ellen Aim is his love interest. And then Billy Fish is sort of her boyfriend producer because she's this rock star, becoming rock star, and he is such a Dude. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> Do, I, I love the line. I love where, him in this. Oh, he's yeah. great. He's great. Yeah. And I love when Cody says to him at, at one point, he goes, yeah, you know, you know, the problem say the, you know, the problem yeah. with kicking your ass is it would be too easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's right. And it's he's like, totally I right. Can't yeah. him. it's like, what else can I do to him? An actress I love. Very. She's very always seemed very Holly Hunter esque to me. But Amy Madigan is in this movie. Yes. And I always remember her the most from Uncle Buck. I mean, she's in a ton of yeah, other great stuff. Too. That's the first thing that always come to mind. She was Buck's girlfriend. She sure was. I always liked her. It was just something about her. I always liked her. Oh, she's great. And, and she's Uncle. great because she plays this almost androgynous. I mean, they're obviously we're almost trying to play up at first that uh, she was maybe a lesbian. I don't know. She had a crush on him. Yeah, but I don't know. That's why she almost like Peppermint Patty. Like, you just don't. Yeah, you know, she, she, she was. She was. She was definitely. Yeah, but the part of McCoy, the part of the McCoy was written for a man. I was going to uh, say, but, that was my next guess, was yeah, originally written for yeah. a man. And I love the fact that they, because I think that was the same thing with Ripley and Alien, right? It wasn't that originally written for a man. I think so. And right? then they changed it, but didn't change a lot of it. And in a, in a way, I love that because it creates this, they don't, they don't end up turning her into some stereotypical uh, one-dimensional character like oh please save me tom cody i mean that was kind of the diane lane role but uh, (laughs) i I like that she was as tough but they didn't uh, it's hard to explain i just i don't know i like the character a lot that was great character she was cool yeah she She was she was cool yeah and then the main baddie in this is mr willem defoe dude (laughs) raven shaddock creep factor of 12 he was so creepy he played he was in drog androgynous as they say like Characters yeah. started to change and morph into oh, something else. Okay, when they did some close-ups on him, and he would do that creepy smile, almost like almost like yes. the Nicholson in The Shining, like the the Kubrick lower your head and kind of look up yeah, under low, your brow. Yeah. Is it me? Paint his face white, okay? Make his hair green. Mm-hmm. Would he, young Willem Dafoe? I realize it's too late now. Would have been an awesome Joker. He could have. Mm. 
He, he definitely he was playing Joker when he was playing Goblin in Spider Man. Pretty much. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like if they instead of I mean I, I have a little fondness for the Nicholson. You know I mean I realize it's campy the eighty nine Batman, but imagine Defoe is the Joker in that. Like how much different and darker that movie would have been. He he could have did it. Yeah. Deborah Deborah Van Valkenburg plays Reva yep. Cody, Tom's sister. Like I did. I'm like okay. I know her. Too close for comfort. I always had a thing for brunettes, and and so when she was the sister, she was the responsible sister. I always had a little thing for her. That was a great show. I, I used to love. I love watching that show. You forgot she was in the Warriors. Oh, that's too. right. And of course, directed yeah. by Walter Hill. That was the other. I was trying to think what was the other like really big early '80s, late '70s movie that Walter Hill directed. Warriors. Of course, he did Long Riders, Westerns, Last Man Standing. The list goes on and on. But yes, she was also in the Warriors. I forgot about that. <laughs> so De- you know, Deborah Van Valkenburg on to Mr. Richard Lawson, who as soon as I saw him, I'm like Poltergeist and, and 15 and a shows. Load of TV. <laughs> he did. So anybody who's listening now has, has has officially heard it. Thanks to Peter. So I decided just for just for shits and giggles, you heard it again. Potty mouth. Uh, so so uh, uh, per our uh, Ice Pirates episode where we talked about uh, Tweaky, it was a Twiggy or Tweak? How do you pronounce his name? Was it Twiggy? Tweaky? It was Tweety. Tweety. Was it Tweety? I think it was Tweety. I thought it was Tweaky. T W I K I. Bitty 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 buck. Yeah. So uh, that is our new. Somebody dropped. A naughty word, and eventually I'll get tired of doing that, and we'll just leave him in. I'll just add an explicit tag. So, of course, uh, Rick Rossovich. I haven't bothered looking him up yet. He looked familiar to me. He was Officer Cooley. Oh, Slider, he was in Roxanne too. You know, with uh, Steve. Okay, Martin. he was the guy that was like the the pretty boy that he ends up yeah. standing in for. Okay, yeah. Bill Paxton is in this freaking movie, man. You know, and I've heard he of got him. Beat up quick. I'm not yeah. used to that coming from him. It was it was fast. It was a, <laughs> it was so quick. You know, yeah. Well, it's fitting because the same year that he did this movie, he did Terminator, <laughs> and he gets taken out pretty quick in that too. Yeah, yeah. right. He does. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Body from Clue. Yeah, Lee, Ving. Lee Ving is in this movie, folks. I know. Just we've already mentioned Grand L. Bush, the other Agent Johnson from Die Hard, is one of the. They end up at some point, and we'll get into this. Meeting up with this uh, group is sort of like the the four tops, kind of that fifties again. You know, because the whole time period of this thing is very anachronistic and all over all over the place in a good oh, way. You know it, you know it. But he he's one of the member of the Sorrells, which is a group which also has Robert Townsend in it. Which I haven't looked this up yet, but I was, didn't he do a movie directed called the Five? Was it the Five Heartbeats? He sure did. Okay, yeah. I was like, that's cool. So, yes, he did. And Michael yeah. T. Williamson. He, I, oh, Elizabeth Daly, E.G. Daly from Better Off Dead, Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh, and a lot of other stuff. Oh, She's no, in yeah. Dutch too. You know, Dutch. Uh, the movie you and uh, no, that's right. She was one of the prostitutes, yeah. wasn't she? I yeah. see. Uh, done a lot of voice for uh, work. Rugrats. Yeah, for, yeah Rugrats. Mm, yep. Avengers. And and mm. and and Buttercup in Powerpuff Girls. I've never watched. I don't know that. Oh, oh man, I'm sorry. Never but you, but you've you've had like 108 kids, and some of those were daughters. So you yeah, have a, so you had you you know neither. neither Daryl, do you have daughters? No. Okay, and I don't. So if we were big fans, it'd be a little. I'm not. I'm not going to judge guy. You know, okay, you know, no, teach his own. But I'm just saying, whatever you're into <laughs> is your thing. Okay. Whatever's your thing, that's fine. Hey, it's her voice. Yeah, she's got. I like her voice actually. I really like mm. it. So, oh, Lynn Thigpen, which I was looking, at, I was like, why do I know her? Why do I know? her? Warriors. Well, I, well, yeah, but on the Warriors, all you see is her mouth, though, right? Because she's the DJ. Oh, I know. I, I have a good movie that she's in from 1994. Okay, well, I won't mention specifics then, but she was also on The District, and she was mm-hmm. Luna on Big Bear, Bear in the Big Blue House because 
having young children, seen that plenty of times. But mm-hmm. but I, I didn't I didn't realize she passed away like she's like in her early fifties. Yeah, I was like, what? And then of course, uh, uh, crazy uh, the, 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 from 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 the depressing to the uh, oddly interesting, uh, Ed Begley Jr. Oh, I, I the, the movie I recognize her from wasn't a movie pick, so I'll say it now. Okay, Blank Man with David mm-hmm. Wayans. Yeah, oh, I haven't seen that. I don't think I've seen that one. since it came out. No, neither have I. What's Blank wrong man. with you two? So we have all these wonderful actors. Ed Begley Jr. Played the homeless guy. I want to mention him, which again was like one of those yep. like Where, what? What they big what? And Peter Saint Jason, Elsewhere. Peter Jason oh. plays one of the cops that comes onto the Sorrells bus and makes a racial remark, and then they try to buy him off, and he's a total d bag. Sure does. <laughs> he's one of those, you know, those guys. Yeah, even though those, this movie everything presumably takes place in a New York or New Jersey type environment. Uh-huh. They have these southern racist cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they bust the them. So yeah. you don't have enough. Yeah. So 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 but Peter Chase, I'm like, okay, this guy, he is literally one of those guy who was in that thing. Yeah. Like he he's been in like seven Carpenter films. Yeah. Right? He's been in um d- dude, th- this is one of those guys I'm going through his page. I'm like, I literally love of the 236 credits this dude has. <laughs> I, I'm just going, th- oh, uh, he's been in 12 Walter Hill films. But I mean, everything from uh, Adaptation and They Live, In the Mouth of Madness, Mortal Kombat. I mean, just, it's his freaking, in- the list goes oh. on and on. More importantly, he was in The Fuzz. Uh, oh, yeah. I feel like an idiot. What's The Fuzz? You don't know The Fuzz? Tell him, Daryl. Tell you me. Tell, you tell him, because I don't want to explain it again. You do. No, 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 no. You have to do this, Peter. It's your job when he doesn't know. No. Arachnophobia. Love that one. Hunt for Red October. I'll just keep I'll keep going until you guys decide who's going to tell me. <laughs> Alienation. No, Daryl does it best. Go, Daryl. Go. Well, I do it best. You do it. You do it best. So Scarecrow do and it. Mrs. King. I know that. Heartbreak That's... Ridge. Great movie. Remington Steel. Amazing stories. Yeah. Yeah, the bartender. And you know what? He's a bartender in 48 hours, wasn't he? And and what's and. the bar called? Oh, I was gonna I put that in my notes. Torchies. Interesting because why Peter? Why is it interesting? Because they're going to Torchies in this one. Mm. In in, in, uh, in Streets of Fire. Is uh, does Walter Hill use that name in any other movies? Uh, it's been used yeah, I read it somewhere. Oh, damn it, where is it? Uh, it's been used in Driver, one movie and uh, Ranger calls. So I'm not sure it's Walter Hill's movies, but it's been used before. I love when a when a filmmaker does that, where they have like sort of Sam Raimi using his old car in all of his movies. Even in Spider Man, it shows up the old Buick or whatever that thing is that was in Evil Dead. And yeah. you know, just it just they have that little thing. They name a restaurant or a, a store. Something always you have to really be paying attention. But it's always there. I love that. I love it when filmmakers do that. I think. The car used in Spider-Man, all the, the, the Raimi's, I think it's one of his old ones they used over and over again. Mm-hmm. It makes I think so. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I'm reading a, a, a biography here and, uh, about that, and they mentioned that they beat the car up pretty badly. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, I bet they did. <laughs> so they, the producers, which, speaking of the Tales from the Crypt tie-in, uh, Lawrence Gordon, Joel Silver were producers on this movie. Andrew Laszlo is the DP, and he was the DP for The Warriors, First Blood. 
I was about to say the beginning of that movie reminded me so much of the Warriors. Oh yeah, definitely had that that look. Even ter- I wrote down like things like the the aesthetic reminded me of Terminator. This mm-hmm. movie stands out because a lot of movies in that 84, 85, 86 range, they have a they're all very well lit. Like everything is very brightly lit and right. I liked how noir this movie is. It's very, very film noir. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean just I mean honestly folks, we'll have to spend another hour and a half just going through folks. Uh, you remember when we did Tough Turf the the episode? Mhm. And I re- I uh, had uh, this as my pick. Mm-hmm. I think was it? I think that's what may and have who, led us to want to yeah. do it. Yeah. Who did I? Uh, you've seen it now, so you know who I'm talking about. Who was uh, the Roadmaster, the leader of the Roadmasters, the guy who played Nick Hauser until? Oh, that's Earth. right. He was, wasn't yeah. he? The one who gets beat up when I try to get in punk. Oh man, he he flattens him. That's great. Uh, he slaps the he bitch slaps him. Okay, well, you know what? Let's let, enough enough uh, yeah. enough pussy even around. We'll get into. I say we get into the music aspect of this after we get into the story, mm-hmm. and 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 before before we do before we go too deep because I don't think we've actually spoiled anything major yet. I, I do want to give everybody a real nope. quick warning. Excuse me, excuse me. Spoiler alert, please. Decided to use the short one. It's a freaking car one. It's like oh my god, I forgot how long this was. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, if you're new to the show, spoilers ahoy. And for this one especially, go watch it first because this was a fun movie to watch and have no idea. Because I truly went into it, thought it was going to be some PG comedy, musical, action-y parody thing. I don't know where I got that in my head. I have no idea. I don't know either. Because this movie's oh, brutal yeah. at par- parts. I was actually shocked how violent this movie got. A bit, Yeah. <laughs> there was no hope in the beginning of this movie. Like there's everybody. It was like four cops in the whole town. Yeah, and and like twenty million gang members <laughs> just flying in, taking people, knocking people out. Like Destroying the end the scene. Yeah, but the end scene where there's this lady, the black lady at the very end, who screams. Yeah. She sells it. Like, Dude, she's I like, know. I thought I, they were gonna hurt her. Yes, I thought so too. Like the car is gonna hit her. Like, did they hit her in this? Uh, oh, 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 before, okay, hold on, because I'm afraid I'm just gonna immediately jump in, and we're gonna never get out of the raging rapid that is my mouth. So, Peter, <laughs> synopsis, like just a truncated. What is this movie about? Do you got something? Oh yeah, this is Ellen Aim comes back to her hometown to uh, do a benefit show, and uh, Raven Shaddock and his gang of biker lunatics. Kidnaps her, and it's up to Tom Cody to rescue her. There. Man, that's very Boom. nice. Boom. That's Boom. it. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, to be honest, the story is way for thin in this. It is. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but, I heard somebody recently, I, I think it was on the uh, on um, movie podcast weekly, Jason Powell show, and they were mm. talking about Fury Road. And that mm. was there. a couple of folks on the show who had a problem with that movie. I still love them. I don't know why, mm. but. Their argument was the lack of story. And I say there's certain movies. You don't don't need it. You don't. I mean, I don't really need too many moments of character introspection when Furiosa and Mad Max are are going down the road and and, and busting up half-lifes or whatever they were. You know, I don't need. And I didn't need that in this movie either. I like that simplicity of the story. And what I love is Walter Hill. I've heard him say this before and read interviews with him where he's talked about pretty much every movie he makes is a Western. I was about yeah. to say how yeah. it, fe- it is like a, a throwback of those old uh, yeah. movies. Very straightforward. Like the guy, literally, she sends him a telegraph. 
Yeah, I mean, and we watch it. We watch it. Yeah. Her typing up a telegraph. Doesn't even explain what happened. Just come home. I need your help. Yeah. Yeah. I need you. Come yeah, home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. And and so he summoned back home to his hometown. He left in a huff because he and Ellen, who had been old flames, she chose her music career over him. He left. Yeah. And now yeah. he's this attitude riddled anti-hero. Oh, yes. My favorite <laughs> kind bunch of those that's what i love about walter hill though is that so many of his movies have this this care this character this archetype in them Mm -hmm. and every even in 48 hours that's the you know the nick nolte character is totally that yes he cannot have a relationship he never he's never happy no he has the one love of his life he will do anything for but at the same time you'll never admit it never admit it nope until the bad guy gets ready to kill her and then he'll and, and I want to jump right into that because Peter, you brought up the fact that she comes back to town, and it, it was Raven, right? Raven Shattuck, yeah. Ra- Raven Shattuck, the Willem Dafoe character. He and his crew the break bombers. up this, and it's a pretty big concert. It's not like they're doing some little dive bar. I mean, it looks no, like a it's, big, no, 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 no. Big it's a, it's a full-on concert. Yeah. yeah. And they come in, and I, this is where I went. Like I sat up and I went, "Okay, this isn't what I was expecting." Because <laughs> they come in, dude. They brutal like they pick rick moranis up and it's not played for laughs they no, chuck no. his butt off the stage you think yeah. that dude's hurt yeah well and look clyde. at bill paxton uh, uh yeah. yeah clyde the bartender yeah. yeah they knock they out one of his beat, teeth yeah yep. they beat the crap out of him he throw him off the stage but it's the afterwards. way he attacks and, uh, ellen adam yes yeah like that he was brutal that's a that's a football move yeah like yeah he pretty much yeah he exactly he actually tackles her Sure does. Yeah. And then He's... later, and when they're running, when they're running away, when I'm running away, they don't even care. They're like just, it, they're it, just walking. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they get, walk they, away. yeah. They take them. They're on their bikes. They're going through the streets, creating mayhem and chaos. And the, you know, the the leaving characters screaming, yelling, and hooting and hollering. And it, I can't remember if it was him or somebody else grabs a woman. And if you pay close attention, he's pretty much ripped her top off. And it looks like he's mm-hmm. about to do something untoward. And they're just brutal. And then, they, then like you said, that one lady. She's screaming her head off, and she—it's the best one to leave. And the camera—it's—it's so great. It's good that they pan the camera to her because she sells it so well. Oh, she looks yeah. scared, man. And what's bad is horrified. She—they're coming by her, and her back's kind of to them, and uh-huh. and she's like yelling at them as they're passing, and they're within feet of her. And I, because yeah. the way they kept cutting back, I'm like, they're going to do something horrible to this lady. Like that's going to be the final thing on the way out. They're just yeah. going to clock her one, and like just kill her. And when the police come, like, William Defoe is like, uh, it's like he's a trained uh, tactician because he's telling them what to do. He's like, cops are here. Get them. He's Mm -hmm. like, he's like, I want, and they knew to bash the windows first so Uh they can't see. Yep. And then they knew to block, some of them blocked the cars with their motorcycles, even Uh though they knew that the motorcycles are going to crash. They were trained (laughs) gang members. I mean, it was really... Crazy. Uh, it's, it, yeah, it's not just like a drunken bar brawl or something. This is, no. uh, they, they knew what they were doing. And I loved that you never knew really why. Like, did they ever explain? Uh, no. Why he, he did, why back. Raven decided to do this? Uh, he tells her later on, he says, you and me fall in love for, for a week or two, and then I'll let, her, let you go. That's basically it. Which yeah, is he, terrible. All he basically said is, I just want you, and I'm going to yeah. rape you for a while. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna get rid of you. But yeah. that's it. There's no rhyme or reason. He's just no, a total no. sociopath. Because I can do it. There's nobody here to stop me. And he's I so can. creepy. 
dude, totally. he's wearing like these waiter. I, what was that outfit? It was like these I, wet, these, these rubber pants. This chest high waiters for- with suspenders. I don't even know what that was. It was almost like demon like the hair with the like horns were covered. Uh-huh. Like he had his hair and like spikes in the front. Like it looked like. Like devil horns, and he had like black makeup on his eyes, and he was ready for a satanic sexy time. Yes, it did look like he was. It looked like that has to become a T-shirt: satanic yes, sexy time. Satanic sexy time. <laughs> what it look like? No, but he, 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 it's uh, one of his greatest looks, basically. Ah, mm-hmm. oh. his mouth is—is is his mouth terrifying, or is it just me? It grimaced the entire time. Like it got worse as this movie progressed. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's like his face was morphing yeah. into something. It really yeah. was. Yeah. So ultimately, they steal her away, and I believe that's called kidnapping. And they take yep. her away. Tom is called in by his sister. He meets her. She has sort of a little restaurant diner that she runs. Mm-hmm. And these, I don't know what these guys, what, what were they called, Peter? What was the name of that the group? The Roadmasters. The Roadmasters. I guess the they're another gang. Yeah. Uh, the pathetic A ones. baby gang, yeah. Yeah, they really yeah. are. Yeah. When the roadmasters are hungry, they eat, and they mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> I guess they're the gang of that town, because remember that when the other gang, they come from another part of yeah. town to come in and beat this whole town up, and then they leave. Yeah. So they okay. came from that particular... The Battery, right? Wasn't that what it was called? I think so. What, the the bombers? Yes. Yeah, they're from the Battery, yeah. All okay. right. Which is apparently the quote-unquote really bad part, because, you know, this whole town itself... Mm-hmm. Is is like uh, uh, you know friggin' um, Pleasantville. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for 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 the battery to be the quote unquote bad part of town, it's like when you're in the main part of town, you're like, so that's the bad part. <laughs> they really do. Re- they do a job of of showing you real estate because it's like the Warriors where everything is in sections. And so they let yeah. you know that this they are from this part of town. And every time, like they would block areas to get in, they let you know that you're a train ride away uh, mm-hmm. to get to that part of town and to get out of it. Like when they have to leave, you know, we'll get to it. But it's like they let you know that they're not everything is not right close to each other, which like, is really amazing. Sections. You're right because it's and that's amazing because. Mm-hmm. It's it, apparently some of the things I read on this. This was mostly shot on back lots. Exactly. Uni- was it a Universal? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. yeah. They covered it with a black tarp, so they could shoot during mm-hmm. the day. Yeah. yeah. They did an excellent job selling it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's what I liked about it. it has that uh, that stylized 1940s? It looks like it could be a real place because of the detail in the back lot. But yet, because right. it's a back lot, it's just artificial enough. <clears throat> Yeah. You could argue it uh, being sort of a post-apocalyptic thingy. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Almost yeah. science fiction because, like you said, it has this 40s, 50s vibe. Like the way they talk, the way they dress, yeah. the way they dance and act. And yet the music, which again, we'll get into that momentarily. The music <laughs> is more contemporary for that yep. time period. The yeah. There's color TVs where you see Ellen Ames music video at first I, at first I thought they were literally cutting away to some sort of musical <laughs> moment and I'm like okay yeah. now uh, this may be my least favorite part of this movie and then I realized okay then we pull away and it's a TV and it was something watch like a yeah. music video but right. but they, like that kind of thing it's it's very anachronistic things don't and they never define it they nope. mention McCoy's nope. a soldier and now that the war is over well presumably it'll be World War two but this is obviously kind of an 80s yeah, and yeah, there's no army to fight. Like you would no. think that this the gang that big 
yeah. that has been terrorizing an entire part of town. Yeah, you'd be more than two just cops. Bring in the army. If you only had like four cops, you would yeah. bring in the army because <laughs> that's all we really see is the two yeah. two cops. Yep, the four the the four cops and then the other cops that are really uh, crooked and and whatnot. That which they get into in the movie too. Which well, at, yeah. the, at the very end though, there looked like there was like way more than just the four. At the end, like where were yeah. they the entire time? <laughs> <laughs> like eating do- eating donuts. Yeah. Like yeah. what, what? No, but but, uh, but the whole setting here, but uh, uh, all of it, it. It again when she's off fighting the wars, you never know what wars they never talk about. It. Nope. So and and again, that speaks for the post-apocalyptic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little further on, uh, not not straight after, but where people are kind of kind of getting into normalcy again. I like that. Well, they call it a rock and roll fable, right? Yeah. So that, that implies a fairy tale, yeah, or they call it. Yeah, and another title card is another time, another place. I like that. I like that, Peter, because that if you approach it as almost a loose science fiction, it's almost like how I, I like watching Escape from New York now, as if it's an alternative react, like an alternative future science fiction movie. Right. Like a what if? Like what if this had happened? What if in nineteen by nineteen ninety seven New York had devolved into blah blah blah? And then you can so even though it's from eighty one. And all that time has passed. If you watch it that way, it still has, I think, power. And what's cool about this movie is if you watch it that way, then it almost makes sense that if there had been some sort of nu- real nuclear war, and maybe it could even have been following World War II. So everybody's almost culturally still yeah. stuck in this space. Yeah, yeah something sense. something big happened. To, yeah. To count. And I like there's that. No, there's no – the structure of the army is not enough. Maybe there's not enough – soldiers left to to defend and to come into these towns and 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 kind of have some semblance of uh order like they just don't have enough i loved all those aspects of it so they they end up what i thought pretty early on they go to get ellen like they didn't they didn't there's no waiting no build up let's go yeah let's go let's he goes to billy fish played by rick moranis that's her (sighs) producer slash boyfriend jackass oh he's such a jackass and he doesn't play it funny at all. No, he's just a real jackass. And it's great because the whole time there was moments where I'm watching him, okay, thinking, okay, that's Lewis from Ghostbusters. That's Darth Darth Helmet. That's mm-hmm. or Dark Helmet, not Darth. <laughs> Dark Helmet. That's yeah, uh, and uh, all you know the the McKenzie brothers. I'm thinking all of these things, but then there is a moment where he's such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not playing it. He never plays anything for laughs. No. He did an uh, excellent no. job because you forget yeah. that's that Rick Moranis for a while there. He is the heel throughout the entire movie. Yeah, and he does a fantastic work doing it. Even when he's defending, even when he's trying yeah. to defend the town against a whole gang of them and he's yelling to leave them alone, he's doing yeah. a good thing. I still clap when they punch him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, and I did. shouldn't do that. Like he's like the this gang is is trying to just kill everybody, but I'm clapping when they. <laughs> yeah, because he's thinking he's he's thinking about money, nothing oh, else. He could he couldn't give he couldn't give two shit about this time. No, no. So uh, it, it's money for him. So of course you you clap when he gets well, slugged. Oh, so good. Well, he he got sl- slid off the stage more or less <laughs> and they looked at, and when they caught him and you look at the the cop looks at him it's yeah. almost like he's dead like i yeah. thought they were gonna say he was dead because it, it was a horrified look on 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 the face of the person <laughs> that was holding him 
And it looked like he said, like he was getting ready to say to the others, he's he's gone. <laughs> like I, I was like, did he die at the end? I don't remember. Like it's been a while. I was like, did he die? Did they kill him? I don't. But they didn't do it. But it was something no. though. I thought they yeah. did. So Tom Cody goes, is, is, his sister called him in and mm-hmm. sends him, well, I guess really didn't send him. Well, she nags him in. Yes, nags him to yes. go help about Ellen. And he has a, one of those little montage well, not really a montage, but he remembers her. And, and, yeah. and so he agrees to meet with her boyfriend who's going to pay him $10,000, which I can go back to. This is the 40s or 50s. That's an insane amount of money. If right. it's the 80s, yeah. it's a lot. But it's not insane. I'll take it, but I ain't going in the gang thing to go get her. I'll just, mm, yeah. Nah, I'll take the money and just, yeah. I'll just leave. But 40s or 50s, that would have been, <laughs> a, you know, a year plus salary yeah. for, you know, a good job. Right. So I, I don't, uh, I, I get it goes back to that anachronistic quality. Of when is this actually taking place? But so he agrees to go. And that's sort of a key sticking point later on in the in the story that he went to save her. But it appears he did it purely for the payday. Right. But I, yeah. it's so funny with his sister. It's like, would you would you get off my back already? Like, she's so <laughs> she's just like she's nagging him. It's like she already wanted him to hook up with with Ellen anyway. It was yeah. like, yeah. you want me to go through all this because you you just want me to get married. You want me to settle down and get married is basically what you're yeah. saying. Like they're it's asking. Yeah, that's basically what she's saying to yeah. him. And he's like. You want me to go after this? She hooked up with another dude. Like, you, what do you want me to do? What do you, when he said to her, like, what do you want from me? Like, that was uh-huh, such a yeah. brother and sister thing yeah. to do. Like, <laughs> what do yeah. you want from me, woman? <laughs> yeah. Go get her and get married. <laughs> yeah, I never quite got her motivation at first because the way they started off with, she's so excited to go to the concert for yeah. Ellen Aim and the attackers, and she's she's all getting all gus- gussied up. I thought she was going, you know, to meet, meet her beau. She, they never work out, she said. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She does say that. Yeah. But, you know, it was weird because it's like, okay, at first I was like, why is she so enamored of Ellen in relation to her brother? Now, she does at some point make the comment, she went, it's good for the town. Right. If Ellen comes yeah. back there. And I, I don't know. I was kind of, her, her I, motivation had me a little. They pull back on that. They, they really yeah, don't I, I emphasize think, I think, that. No, nah, but I think basically it's because. Uh, you have to watch this movie many, 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 many times, Joel. You do. And you'll get this. Yeah, you do. I think it's because Tom and and Ellen had a had a long relationship, a real mm-hmm. hot and heavy, like uh, McCoy. Like says. high school sweethearts, it's yeah. kind yeah. of implied. Yeah. So I think that's uh, basically why, and and they they were good for each other. So I think that's basically it. Got it. So she basically realizes this is what's going to save her brother right. from being a complete hopeless. Plus, she's yeah, a hit, yeah. and it and it kind of yeah. and you kind of get the implication that. Um, yeah. the town is broke, so they yeah, kind of need the money. Yeah, they yeah. need this this benefit concert. They need the money, and she came back to do something good. Yeah, you know. Okay, okay. I know it I was got... kind of hope. Like she, it, it kind of also implies that something, you know, something did bad happened. Yeah, probably. You know, and part <laughs> some of the cities or areas are not as well off as the others, and they need some type of hope. Like we need her. To uh, you know, she's the the hometown girl. She Got it. she used to live there. Came from poverty. She's Roxy yeah. Carmichael, and they're saying welcome home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got that. You have to be old to get that. You're getting old. <laughs> You're getting old. Oh, Winona Ryder. Uh, so t- Tom ends up agreeing to go for the money, and he and he teams up with McCoy. 
Don't you just love it when she comes out and she could be the driver and Billy Fish says, no, no, we don't want no skirt. No, yeah, yeah we don't want no skirt. Well, he see? turns her. Yeah. Well, you know it turns him because first he's like, no, I can't. You yeah. know, like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, we don't want no dames around here. And yeah. then he was like, Balucci, you know what? <laughs> he does it just, to, just to stick it to Billy. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, yeah, at first he doesn't want McCoy to go. And it's, yeah, I don't no. think it has anything to do with the fact that it's a woman. I think he just doesn't no, want anybody no, no, to be no. responsible for anybody but himself. Like, I got to save exactly. one person. I don't need to, I don't even know her. And like, so, you're I, right. As but, soon as Billy makes a big deal, yeah, yeah. We don't need no yeah. skirts. We don't need no skirts around here, see? Th- then all of a sudden. Yeah, he looks at uh, Billy Fish and says, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to fuck you over. <laughs> That's why it's there. That's why it's there. And Billy doesn't know that Ellen used to date this guy, that they were high school sweethearts. So he's just going along being a jerk. And every time he says something, Tom is like, you left me for him? <laughs> like, that's the dude? Like, you can see it in his face. Every time he says something, yeah. he gets more angry. And yeah. you know he's thinking to himself, if you're gonna leave me, like if you're, if I'm, I know I went away and I didn't answer your letters and all that, but if you're gonna hook up with a dude and and leave me, at least go and get somebody better than this. Like this guy is a real douche. Yeah. Like he was really mad at her for that. Like you really pissed me off for doing that. Well, and and I love at one point when when they find so they end up going to where the the bombers are. It's the the Torchies bar where we're getting yeah. uh, apparently Jeff, Jennifer Beale stand in from Flashdance. Yes. some sort of I don't even know what that is. Uh, Worst stripper ever. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Worst. I look. I looked her. She, she's from France, I think. She is only. She has three credits. I have no idea. Oh, worst. worst. <laughs> I was so mad. I put my money back in my pocket. I didn't. Even throw it out. <laughs> You're like really. Like, you could do better than that. Like what is wrong with you? Yeah, the, bla- the blasters are playing there. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So so they end up going in. He sends McCoy in. He sends Billy Fish around with the car and yeah. he goes in himself. And you know, he actually he's got he actually takes the sniper position. Yeah. The Cody does. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, you have you have to mention uh, when they meet at Bailey. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So they <laughs> they meet at Bailey Jr. There's so, so many insults there. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. And all of them are directed to Billy Fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's definitely oh, played you? as the butt of the jokes, but he himself, Everyone. actor, yeah. actor wise, Rick Moranis plays it totally straight. He does. Yeah. When he looks at him and says, like, oh, you're dumb and you're short. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Real short. Yeah, really yeah. short. So yeah, yeah so B- Ed Bigley Jr. literally stumbles out of the darkness, and he's just a filthy, covered in crap. Like I, what, what the hell is he anyway? I don't even know. <laughs> he's just a dude. He, he, he sort of looks he like he looks there. like his character at the at, after the movie She Devil ended. Yes, <laughs> he does. He really does. He totally does. So, so he, he he was there only to. To kind of scare Billy Fish, he really was, and he tells them yeah. what they already know, the which is well. that yeah, I know. What's that? And you still have to pay him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're telling us something we already know that that Ellen is in Torchies, and we yeah. just we paid you for information. <laughs> pay the man. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did tell him what door to go through. And true, true. Yeah. He did help yeah, him out a little did. bit. I like. There's. It feels like there's another story to him too. Like he was a good dude, and maybe he was a cop or something. And then when the world went crazy. 
it it broke him. I think that's what's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like you, that's a good point, Daryl. A lot of the side quick characters in this mm-hmm. feel like they're people, almost like in a Tarantino movie. It does where people yeah, yeah. have a much bigger backstory, and you know, somebody yeah. probably worked it out and shared it with the actor. I bet they did though. Yeah, because he has a really short scene, but you you still remember him. Yeah, I mean, you do. You about really the guy. do. Yeah. Really and this do. is the, the, like some of the other characters in the movie. There's something about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember them. Sure. Like you ignore me. Like I could see that being the case where, you know, like they don't even look at him. They don't even care enough to hurt him anymore. Right. You know, that he's that broken, but he sees everything. He's yeah. kind of like the crazy Ralph in Friday the 13th. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he doesn't go, you're doomed. He doesn't do that, but. No. He, sort yeah. of, he says, you're dumb. And you're, you're, short. you're dumb. And right. you're, yeah. you're dumb. And you're I could short. see him being either a soldier or a cop or yeah. something. You know, like yeah. and that's you know he had a terrible, tragic story. I want to see yeah. an action. I wish there had been an action movie starring Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> that is a forgotten flick. I wish ex- that I wish existed. What a movie that would have been. Electric Car cool. Warrior. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't think it exists, but you could write him. You can, yeah, write it in. Mr. Bagley, I have a screenplay I'd like you to read. So, he could be the everyman. Yeah, the, the everyman. everyman. Yeah. That's the same people. Yeah. So he, uh, meaning Tom Cody, <laughs> takes mm-hmm. takes the sniper position, mm-hmm. ends up blowing up lots of motorcycles, and they go in and get Ellen back. <clears throat> it's well, very McCoy, quick, too. McCoy goes, she, she actually plays decoy. <laughs> McCoy yep. plays decoy. Good point. And she walks in and she's like, I am a woman with a vagina, so they're going to want to rape me. So I will lead them to the back. I will Why lead did one I just laugh at that? <laughs> because that's what they do. I know. I right? guess you're because right. It technically. Was so obvious. Yeah. It was so like as soon as she got in there, she didn't even say anything to the dude yet, and he just grabbed her. You know, Wanna go back yeah. to this creepy room that looks like an underground dungeon? And her yes was she didn't scream. Like that was her yes to him. <laughs> Then, oh, I don't have to fight this one. Mm-hmm. Nope. I didn't even think about it that way. But now that you say it that way, that whole moment takes on a much creepier tone. It was very creepy because he just grabbed her. I just assumed she was just playing, you know, fast and easy with him. Like, you know, I love a confident guy. So I just sort of no, took it, it as she was. She was game. That. She was game to play. But she walked in and she looked like. I mean, she doesn't look like the the woman. She doesn't look like she's into. To guys like that, yeah, right. No, so she, she, she she even takes off her her, her cap and uh, kind of ruffles her hair too. That's all she had to do. Of, yeah. Just be a yeah. lady. Just be a lady, yeah. and then yeah. this guy just rolls up like on a, her. Yeah, sexual predator. Her look yeah. a little bit reminded me of Melanie Griffith in Cherry Two Thousand. Yes, her hair. Mm. Yes, very mm. much so. Yeah. So, yes, you're right. She is the decoy, and then she ends up after she knocks that doof down, which I I loved again that she just. Totally can handle her own business. She didn't flinch. Like, that's brave to go in. Because these guys, I mean. Are pretty are brutal. The, yeah. They are brutal yeah. guys. You're going into their home turf. Yep. And you, you have, you have. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You have Willem Dafoe and Lee Ving. That's, that's. Creepy. Uh, yeah. So that makes her even cooler. Yes, it really does. How she went, she walked in there like nothing. Now, Billy Fish was like, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Do I have to pull the car around? I don't want to pull the car around. <laughs> I got to drive the car? <laughs> Yeah, you better be there, Billy. I thought the girl was driving the car. (laughs) (laughs) So she she ends up taking her after she knocks the guy out. She goes into a poker game, Mm -hmm. and 
where Raven and leaving because I don't remember his character's name and all the other bomb well several other bombers are there playing their game and she puts them all under and they think that she's there to rob them everybody except for Raven yeah. he realizes right. it's something else this is something smarter else, yeah. than the others of course he yep. is he's Willem Dafoe it, yeah, exactly. him and leaving yeah you better pray you make it out of the battery mm-hmm. oh, I love that guy <laughs> I'm sorry I love leaving he's he's yeah, oh. yeah he's great he was he was great at Mr. as Mr. Body yeah. yeah, that's true. Oh, actually, he was in uh, Black Moon Rising too. You ready for this, Maybe. Peter? Oh no, no! Wait, no! I can remember going. No, this is important. I remember going to a theater. I don't remember what I was seeing there with my dad. Tyrone Square Mall in St. Pete, Florida, and I remember the poster for Black Moon Rising above the concession stand. That's at least how it's in my memory. I could be completely wrong, but that's how I remember it. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it. Well. Leaving's in it, and he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Peter, Peter couldn't even Peter couldn't even deal with that. To, so he just completely blew it off. Well, anyway, <laughs> leaving's in it. Oh, oh, you have to see it. You call yourself a movie fan, you bet. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> no, sorry. <clears throat> no, don't want to come off like that guy. <laughs> you're that guy. No, you're not, Peter. Yeah. Not even close. So, <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, long story short, which is amazing because as you as you pointed out, it's a pretty thin story to begin with. They yeah, get in yeah. there, they get Ellen out, they go on the lamb. They're being chased by bombers, of course. Oh, I, I have to, I have to <laughs> see. He rescues Ellen. Tom rescues Ellen, and he he gets in the car and he tells them, "Go, I'm going to hold mm-hmm. them off." Yeah. Ellen goes, "I'm yeah, going she, with yeah, you." She, yeah. You're I'm the alpha male. Yeah, yeah, I already true, Billy you again. Yeah. And wasn't Billy it the moment, fish. too? Wait, wasn't there getting there? Was it then when they got in the car later on where McCoy makes sure to point out to Billy yeah. that Cody. feel hot and heavy. Aunt Ellen used to be real hot and heavy. Yeah. Yes. The what? She stabs every chance she gets to oh. love her. When they're in the elevator, that's what I was going to get to. So yeah. at some point, Cody and Ellen go off to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And and because she needs to talk to talk to Tom. I mean, you know, she has to talk to him. And so Billy does not like this idea. I can't imagine why. Oh. And, and, and so he and uh, McCoy end up in this elevator. And they're just standing there. McCoy, he goes, yeah, so uh, yeah. <laughs> he suddenly turns into Lewis from Ghostbusters. He does. <laughs> what do you think they're talking about? Like, oh, talking? I can't. You said they're talking, and he's like, "Well, yeah. and, and, and what did she say?" She goes, "Yeah, like uh, uh, when, uh, the guy is good looking and tough as you." I don't know. She said something about that about Billy. Yeah, he doesn't the, stand a chance. She yeah. almost said, "Like if she had said, I'd have hit it." Like she almost <laughs> did that. Like she was really like, "Go oh, like a babe." I was, and I and I and, yeah, I'd have hit it. I'd and by it. the way, I uh, to stress this point, she how many kind times did she tell Tom, "You're not my type." Right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So they get Ellen, and then yeah, and then they get oh, and and when they get out of the elevator, mm-hmm. she says, well, "What did you guys talk about?" Oh no, we made we just straightened things out. Real eye opener. Why? Why? Why did he say anything about me? You, what? Like say, why would they talk about you? You're a little. You're a little man in a suit. <laughs> you don't matter. No. <laughs> At you, all. You're just the money. <laughs> yeah. They end up going back. Right, mm. I the hero's welcome. Yes. Yeah, they get yeah. the hero's welcome, and only to find out that because when Raven, when they were on their way out of the battery and away from Torchies, Raven had. I, oh, but that was that, how bad was that move right there? When Raven looks at Tom, what's your name? Like he didn't think he was going to tell him. He goes, Tom Cody, 
and my address is 555. That's right. Basically. I will be home between the hours. <laughs> and my door's unlocked. Yeah, my door's unlocked. <laughs> I sleep with one eye open, and I'll be waiting for you, Raven. So he tells Ray, hey, Cody had told Raven, I got guns. And Raven tells yeah. him, I can get lots of guns. Tough guy. So we know something's coming, gonna gonna go down, right? Oh yeah, we know. I know you know. They all go back to the town proper. Which do we ever? What was the name of the town? Richmond, I think. Was it Richmond? Yeah, I think it was the Richmond. I think the Battery, the Richmond. Okay. Or, yeah, or hang the on, place hang on. Four cops. I think they had. Oh, I read this today. Oh Damn wait, it. wait, 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 wait! You know we completely forgot. While they were on the lamb, when they're trying to get back, that's when they got they picked up the Sorrells. Oh, how the hell could we miss that? Yeah, come on now. That's as bad yeah. as missing Ed Bigley they Jr. The, they ditched the car, which uh, Billy Fish moans about. Which is, by the way, smart they, move. That's yeah, the smart that's move. True. That's true. They lose the car. And yeah, then they get the, They stop a bus. And the yeah, poor guy's yeah, driving. Because you think once they get them out, they're going to just go home and they're done. But yeah, they, no, they don't. No, no. They have to get home. Like they, they it was very the war- it was the come. Warriors at that point. There was a yes. definite Warriors by yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure was. They had by the way, Peter, home. I've seen the Warriors, okay? <laughs> I kinda figured you had. Oh, okay. Uh, you better <laughs> and I found it the, the, the districts in the in the movie. Uh, let's see, only three districts are seen, but it has five districts. The Richmond, the Strip, the Battery, the Cliffside, and the Bayside. Okay. They, yeah, because they mention, I think they mentioned the Bayside when they're going to the Bayside mm-hmm. when they're yep. driving up. You know what I just realized? What? I was going to say, because going back to that idea of how all these characters seem to have more of a story, like almost McCoy could have had her own movie, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I made the comment about the reference of how she, you, you, Peter, you said the whole thing about how originally her character had been written for a man yeah. and they cast her. And then I said the thing about Ripley from Alien. I completely forgot. Didn't Walter Hill write or rewrite Dan O'Bannon's script for Alien? And he was the executive oh, producer of the first three Alien movies. Oh, yeah, he was. He was a producer on those. He and might have. I mean, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure. He, did, he was the producer on Alien, Aliens, and uh, Prometheus. And I, and I think he had at least a co-scripting error. I know he at least rewrote the script for Alien. You might be right. Yeah. That's an interesting... Thing, just mm-hmm. just completely random, but the fact that we brought that up earlier, I wanted to mention it. Well, so, McCoy, McCoy has a story where she implies they have done something very terrible to her because she's been waiting for somebody to come to to be to go against them so she can help. Remember when she says something like, "It's such a throwaway thing; they never even go back uh, to it." Yeah, uh, I don't but she that. says something about the gang. She says, "Yeah, uh, uh, I've been." Uh, well, what is it? I've, Something about she's been waiting to get t- t- take on the bomber. Something I've yeah, always she's been to waiting. Do. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so maybe she's had to run in with the bomber. Well, she, now interesting. She, she had told us that she was a soldier, and after the yeah. war, you know, she mm-hmm. doesn't. But she said before the soldier, she had somebody, and they lied to her. And ah, yeah, that's right. Could it be mm-hmm. that maybe it was one of the bombers? One never knows. I you mm-hmm. never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The movie, the Streets of Fire, was supposed to be a trilogy. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. But it was so, more following Tom Cody's, but uh, right. his adve- his his adventures. Well, they imply that yeah, that he's been yeah. he got out when he got out of the army. He's just been going on adventures after that. Like they do imply yeah. that he just helps people. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a a Jack Reacher with more yeah. attitude. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need a lot of money. I just need enough to get the job done. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, but he must have had money. He bought a shitload of guns. Probably. Well, we know how he gets cool cars. Yeah, that's probably his uh, deal. Uh, yeah. I just need no, enough money went, for went, food and guns and cars. And I'm glad you brought that up, Peter, because that's another thing I noticed about this movie I loved was the editing. Because, well, first of all, I love the transition at the beginning and the credits. And it, or in a lot to, throughout the movie when they would do the wipe and it almost had that yeah. comic book uh, brush stroke kind of effect. It certainly did. Because it, yeah. it went to William Defoe's face yeah. a couple of times. It was, it was so cool. So I like that. But I also like when you bring up the guns, There's a, early on there's a moment when uh, Madigan's character, McCoy and Reva, the sister, are walking down the street. And they're just kind of talking. And in any other movie, that's all we would have gotten. Just them chit-chatting right. about Tom and about that. Mm. But they keep cross-cutting. They, they juxtapose oh, yeah, it. he's getting the guns. When he's getting the guns. And there's yeah. and it's kind of this cool. But the, the, that scene in another movie would have just been a montage of him getting the guns and checking yeah, them. and yeah. Like I can see Sam Raimi, like in Evil Dead 2, you know, you zoom in, you know, <laughs> chainsaw. Yeah. And then, you know, it's groovy, groovy. you know, exactly. Yeah. But it, mixing them together really made things pop and go way faster than they normally would have. Oh, yeah. It never drags. That's what I loved about this no, movie. No, it no, never no. drags. No, it was pretty quick. It was really quick. So they do get, so they get to the Sorrells. I do want to mention them. They get their bus. They kind of, they, they, they <laughs> audition. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they're they there to audition, I guess. Oh, mm-hmm. and they've, is this, this point, did the EG Daily, did she show up at the, she's already with yeah. them at this point, right? Because she recognized yeah, yeah. Ellen. Yeah, in the bus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's she recognized a, Ellen at Torchy's? Yeah. Is that where she recognized her? I, no, it was no. when they're, when they're this uh, the, the MTV uh, thing. Oh, that's right. That's where we yeah, got the music video. She, yeah. Okay. So th- she ends up with them, and kind of a she becomes sort of a groupie. Yeah, because she talks mm-hmm. a lot about how much uh, she loves no, her. Yeah, pretty much. She's a stalker. Is basically what pretty she much. Is. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. But but Tom Cody gets rid of her later. She she mm-hmm. just looks at her and says, "Are you? What are you still doing here?" And yeah, I know. It's great. Out, and you never see her again. That's true. You don't. You don't see her. <laughs> well, he let it go. He let her let yeah. her do her thing for a while because. Uh, yeah. Because which McCall didn't want her around, and I think that was the Tom thing of anybody that gets on his nerves, I, I need to be there. So they end up on the bus with these guys who are obviously, again, sort of supposed to be like this kind of doo-wop, four tops kind of kind of group, singing group, mm-hmm. acapella, and mm-hmm. they're en route to some show. Yeah, they sing Countdown to Love. And mm-hmm. they are going and they get stopped by a roadblock, which is where the uh, the, the the character actor that, that I mentioned earlier, uh, Jason, I'm brain farting on his last name, uh, the one who's Peter the, Jason. Peter Jason, thank you. Uh, yep. So Jason was his last name. Peter's yep. the first name. Wow, that's confusing yep. considering <laughs> my host, my, 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 my history with co-hosts. Uh, yes. <laughs> you think I should remember that. This so, is your life. <laughs> His name was his name was Peter Daryl Jason. Don't so yeah. So who's behind the camera? Who's behind the curtain? Right. <laughs> so, so he he's he's the racist cop that they try to pay off, and then of course he goes, "Well, yeah. you're awful quick to pay me off. You got this, yeah, yeah this van full of let's just say uh, a not nice name to call African Americans." <laughs> and and I, I love what was it? Was it Bird? Was he the one who goes? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. damn, like, damn, can we just be people? Yeah, like, what, just, yeah. really? Like, really? What? Like, there's all these other people on this bus. We're the ones. <laughs> Without guns. We're the yeah. only ones with no guns. Yeah, we're singing yeah. nice. We're, we're obviously y- y- young gentlemen on our way to, to make a living, an honest living. Everybody else on this damn bus is a crook or exactly. a stalker. And you... <laughs> you immediately pick on us. Oh. But I love that it was Robert Townsend... Grand Bush and Michael T. Williamson. Michael and T. the Williams. poor guy whose name I can't remember. 
Stoney Jackson. Okay, Stoney Jackson, who has actually possibly the best name. Stoney <laughs> really? Jackson, he did TV. Like, he did Stoney Jackson. He looked very fun. familiar to me. He looked very he familiar. He was supposed to be the big hit. Like, he was he was uh, supposed to be, like, a, a star. The next, he was the other black guy. He was in league to be the next black guy. The, <laughs> yeah. That black guy that's in, like, everything. Oh, and, and I have to say, Michael yeah. D. Williamson? Yeah. What movie's in? You oh. know this, Daryl. Well, but you're talking about Forrest Gump? Which one? Because nope. he's been in quite a few. Black Dynamite. Yes. Oh, is that the uh-huh. more is that the more modern yes. movie that was meant to be a throwback yes. to the black exploitation yeah. films? Yeah. A friend of mine uh, saw it, that and said, it was, "I haven't seen it yet." It, it, you know, I'm gonna might, hurt you. It you might haven't be, seen uh, Black Dynamite. No, I haven't. No, it, I wanted to see it. Might be on your way. Oh. It might be. I, I, oh, might it might have, be on my way. Wink, wink. It, yeah, it, it might have. Uh, well, hopefully, it'll be here in a couple weeks because I'm gonna get my Blu-ray player and my new TV. Sorry. So. <laughs> Uh, I just say it like it was new like no because it is to me because I've been living on like nothing but streaming and and like DVD the DVD (laughs) burner on my old PC to watch I'm gonna get my new eight track (laughs) that's right my new new record player I'm a heard I'm a heard that new thing yeah (laughs) get my record player got got my reel to reel (laughs) (laughs) I don't just get VHS I get S VHS got, folks. Got my new horse and carriage. <laughs> horse and courage. Horse and courage. What was that? <laughs> that was awesome. All right. Where so, the, where the hell were we? I, the Sorrells. Wow. Yeah, I have more, more Sorrells. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Far more. Far more yes. interesting. Yes. Yeah. Stony Jackson. So Stony Jackson. Yeah. So these guys, they sing really nice, and they, of course, are the ones. And we will get into this if we don't mention the music of this movie. We pretty much should be oh, executed. But they are the ones that. Sing this song. Everybody hopefully knows this song. But they oh, all go. All? Damn, you catch me every time. Like, I, I'll let it play. I'll let it play. I'll, play I'll, it. I'll just... let it play. <laughs> so they end up taking their bus, commandeering it. That was the word I was looking for about 18 minutes ago. And they <laughs> commandeer it. They go on their merry way. They, they get past the guy. Actually, I love that. What I love is when Cody takes the two cops, he makes them, you know, give over their guns. He yeah. gets them off the bus and he pretty much makes all, all those cops, dude, they dropped quick. Like they didn't even they sure attempt. Did. They didn't, no, no don't resistance. Want to he just starts shooting their bikes. You know what? They're all the cops that left town. When the gang came in the beginning, I bet you that's what happened. I just connected. Yeah, because look the how they reacted to one dude with a rifle. Yes, yeah. they're the cops that left town, and then they're just been stopping cars to get money, to steal yeah. money from people for payment to get out of no, here. Yeah, no, sir, we're not going to be in any trouble for you. No, we're exactly. just going to drop down here. Well, and what yeah. I loved was the the all the uh, the singers and the Pharrells their reaction. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they were like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> so so they all get on the bus, they go back, and they go back to town, like you said. Uh, let's We'll fast forward, unfortunately. We'll skip past a couple things here. They end up where Ellen is angry because she finds out that Tom did it for just the money, and he pretty much wants yeah. her to think that because he's mad at her. Exactly. And he ends up proving that it's not just for the money when he goes to pick it up because that's the moment where he tells E.G. Daly to hit the bricks, and he, he takes a thousand bucks. He goes, well, I got this for, for McCoy. And he just flips the other 9,000 yeah. at Fish and says, Ellen goes, oh, my God. If he had a yeah, mic in the other hand and could have dropped it, that's the only way that yeah. would have been cool. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he walks out into the rain. Mm-hmm. She looks at Billy Fish and says, I'm sorry, Billy. And she runs after him. And yeah, I've got to go. Well, that was my, yeah. I wrote in my notes, boy, she shifted gears quick. 
Can you blame her? It's Tom Cody, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. That Uh, dude is a jerk. You look at Billy Fish. You look at Tom Cody. The choice isn't that hard. (laughs) Well, he what makes it worse is that he he's such a bad person. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't make it. He he makes it very. (laughs) Billy Fish makes it very easy for his 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 lady love to leave him. Yeah. Yes. So she takes off after after Tom. They they make sweet, sweet sweet love in the rain. Of course, it was very. Yeah. That was a very nineteen forties ish totally moment. Yeah. And did you melt? What's that? Yeah. Did you melt? Of course, a, a little bit, a little bit, a little oh, bit. Yeah, what I am I gonna say? I do. I melted a little bit. It was raining, and I couldn't help it. A little, little uh, you know. I went into the embrace. I, I went a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the kiss. I picture Daryl on the couch just kind of hugging himself. Yeah, I was just hugging, just well, a little bit. He's, he's so he's so cool. So he's tender, so, cool. so tender, so tough and yet tender. Yeah. Yep. So they make sweet, sweet love down by the fire. Which, by the way, interesting thing I I point I, I noted in my in my notes. They're in bed, presumably mm-hmm. at least several minutes later, and they're both sopping wet. I am like, did you guys not even bother to towel off? <laughs> Heck no! If you had Diane Lane in love with you for that time, and and we were ready, would you wait? No, this is would you true. give her cha- a yeah. chance to change her mind? No, and, and plus you get the distinct vibe that while Tom Cody talked, Tom Cody talked to a good game about all the ladies. Uh-huh. He probably hasn't really been with one since her. No, so he there's a lot of pent her. up issues there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it it almost like they wanted to yell. This is the best sex we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Just had that look. And then they'll turn the camera and go, or that you'll ever have. Exactly. <laughs> so they. Damn you. Uh, <laughs> now, give Two or three cigarette. camera guys were crying. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. <laughs> give me a cigarette. <laughs> we just made the whole crew come. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Put that on a t shirt walking around. <laughs> Does that need the. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> we're getting punchy. So they end up, <laughs> they end up facing down Raven and his gang. Because the, the the Raven had told the cop, he tries to get the chief. He tell has a little meeting with him, and, and he tell and he tells the chief, he's like, "All right, it's just gonna be me, and it's gonna be two of my guys, and I just want Cody. That's it. Honestly, honestly, chief, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah." I, prom- I promise. Pinky, Pinky promise. I actually loved, because at first you get the impression like the chief is going to punk out and do the whole, okay, look, just do what you got to do. Just don't ruin right. my town. You th- I did think that. I thought that was going to happen. And then the chief ends up, next scene, I believe it is, going to meet Cody. He says, Cody, got to come talk, gotta talk to you. Come on. Come up. Come out here. In the rain yeah. with me. Yeah. And they and he and he warns he warns him, says basically you need to get out. It was very, that was very much a Western. He's like, you need to get on the train. And and so they you know tells him to get out of town and long story short, <laughs> well they go and they have uh, he, he uh, well he gets Ellen to go with him yeah and he takes right. McCoy because he he uh, well he he knocks the shit out of Ellen you you think well I want to get to that so he he you make he makes you think that he's taking McCoy and Ellen because he's following what the guy said right he's right okay. And then he tells Ellen, you know, they go to stop. Was it they stop the train or when the train stops? Yeah. He mm-hmm. tells it, you know, she, what does he say to Ellen? I, I, I didn't write it down. He says something to her. Oh, I got to go. He said, what was it? Something about he had to go. Yeah, yeah something he, he had gotta, unfinished yeah. business or something. And then she starts to question him and he just cold cocks her. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. It surprised me. I didn't, and I saw the movie before. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, so fast. Uh, what? <laughs> I mean, do he full on? He That's hit sad. her like she stole something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he was so bad. Like I won't have. If I die, I will never have that good sex with you again. I'm angry about it, yeah. and I. <laughs> Mad. Didn't mean to do it, but I just it came out <sighs> in the hit. Like I'm just yeah. that mad. There was yeah. something. It was it was surprisingly <laughs> brutal. It was yeah. so brutal. Uh, but the best part was is that he she falls into McCoy's arms and he's like, you know, yeah. take care of her. And McCoy's yeah. like, he was like, yeah, you know. And it's like as if he just I don't know, you know, slipped her a Mickey in her drink and she passed out and McCoy caught her like it was so like yeah. oh well, you well you know they worked out so it it gave you the uh, the the assumption that him and McCoy worked out something McCoy like, actually you would be yeah, great it's yeah. we, we didn't see the scene where Tom said said okay we gotta, we gotta get her knocked out I'm thinking I'll just slip something in her drink and McCoy's no no I got a better one <laughs> I want you to haul off and knock the ever-loving <laughs> out of her well, I bet, I McCoy, bet this, Cody just stares at her. Oh, yeah, but I bet that's what happened. It was something like that. Like he yeah. said, "All right, we got. I got to get her out of town. I don't want her involved in this. You know, whatever." And he's like, "I don't know how we're gonna do it. You just grab her and just take her. Like if she struggles, then deal with it." She said, "Just hit her." <laughs> yeah, I can see McCoy just say, "What? Well, just hit her." Come on, man up, man up. Stop being you know silly. We're just yeah, you know we're you trying to, to save her life here. We're not, <laughs> <Yeah>. Come on. <laughs> At first, I thought he could have killed her. He hit her so hard. We don't have time for this. And did you see what Raven did? He like full body tackled her at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. She can take it. Yeah. <laughs> She's tough. So, and she yeah. said something like slugger to him, too. McCoy said something smart to him when. Yeah. Yeah. See, I see a slugger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, the, the end up, the bikers show up. Back in time during the day, which I thought it was going to be a nighttime confrontation. Oh, broad daylight! Yeah, they brought they show back up and they show up during the day, and it's just him leaving, and I don't know who the other guy was. And Random the, and it's the the two cops, chief and his his deputy dog there. I don't like the way the chief looks on. Well, my plan went to shoot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nobody listens to me. Well, because all so, of a sudden, at oh, and of course the. We didn't really go into him that much, but Bill Paxson's Cleve was it Cleve? Clyde. Oh, Clyde. Clyde. That's right. That's right. Clyde. Clyde. Yeah, Cleve was from Bestseller. Sorry, mm. brain fart back to the last episode. Yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, Clyde is there, and I love when all the bikers, just literally this swarm of hundreds of bikers, yeah, comes in there, and uh, very much like nomads, and yeah, <laughs> all these yeah. bikers yeah. show up, and he's just like, "What? I'm out." Yeah. Uh, he was like, yeah. "I am out." Yeah. And he suddenly turns into Chet from Weird Science. <laughs> he did. He certainly did. He Whoa. was gone. And so he takes off, and he's like, they're here. He's like Paul Revere. He's like, Chet meets Paul Revere. He's like, they're here. <laughs> Actually, and when he runs off, when he runs off, it's like, game over, man. Yeah, game, game over, over man. Sure, I was always in my head. It was so in my head. Game over. Game Is over, it? man. <laughs> they're here. And then we had this other tough guy. Uh, Billy Fish come in. Oh, and he just gets. He was sad. I'm pretty sure that biker didn't hit him as hard as Tom Cody hit Ellen. No, no. And he still uh, went no. down like I just because he'd be sack dead. Because he'd yeah. be dead. Yeah. They just knock him down. Yeah. Daryl cheered, yeah. and then Tom Cody in a just a badass player. Well, move. after he yelled at the the poor subway conductor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, poor. Yeah, poor uh, yeah. Ms. Yeah. Thigpen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he. he Where can I go? Because you can't. 
That's basically what you said. Yeah. <laughs> Tracks on fire, fool. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see the flames coming out like right there. You the see the that? movie yeah, is yeah. called Streets of Fire. Yeah, yeah. But somehow he gets the car. Yeah. Like the cool guy. So he comes back and just takes off his jacket and he's just ready to throw down. Now, did did all the did the lynch mob led by Clyde show up before or after Tom showed before. up? Before. Okay, so they all come running out with yeah. guns. And I'm thinking those by there was I think there was more townspeople, all of them with their Winchester rifles. Yeah. I think there was more of them than there were the bikers, but nobody's gonna back down. It's gonna be pretty much be a full on war, which would have been kinda awesome. But yeah. What we do get is still pretty awesome, which is Tom and Raven go mano y mano with freaking hammers. Yeah. And I'm not talking so. about ball peen claw. Ooh. Ooh. I, I I looked them up. The technical term is spike malls. They were used I... uh, when they built uh, the railroad. Yeah. They're like sledgehammers, but that you would use to just rock breaking. Stallone used it in a movie too. I forgot which one though. Lockup, maybe. At the end, they, they they had to use those weapons to fight at the end. Was it? It wasn't Cobra, was it? They don't use it in Cobra. No, I think it was Cobra. Was it Cobra? Was it Cobra? I spent a long time since yeah, seen Cobra. Uh, it might be. Yeah. yeah, it might have been at the end when they had to do the yeah. big fight. You have to fight the the dude. Yeah. It was that yeah. same gang mentality where yeah. okay, you fight the leader yep. in front of all of your people. If you win, yep, we'll back down. Yep. So they go mano mano, which. I will say that after watching Cody take out that one group by himself, mm-hmm. I don't know how much I bought that. Even though Raven was kind of a creepy. He had demon strength. Though. I guess he did. <laughs> and he's so creepy. I'm thinking maybe that's what it was. Cody was sort of just like, oh, he's creeping me out. So he couldn't quite go all in. He had mm. demon strength. He was he was coming at him. I love the last moment. Though. So they go mano a mano, these big hammers, which, you know, no subtext there. And no. they... <laughs> Not at all. And so at the very end, they beat the crap out of each other. And Tom gets the the upper hand. And you think he's just going to just. And what I love, too, is that when he got the hammer away from Raven, he dropped his own hammer. Like he's there's a sense of honor there. Like, no, I ain't going to. I'm not going out like a punk. I'm going to go out. I'll beat you. Yeah. It's going to be with my bare hand. That's right, man. There's no, there's no, I don't need a gun. I'm not going to use my hammer on you. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, So he ends up, uh, at the very end, after he really is beaten Raven down and taking a bit of a beating himself, I love that moment when Raven's just kind of standing there and he just pushes him over. <laughs> yeah. It was very yeah. much uh, Batman. Frank Miller did this with uh, Batman um, Returns okay. in, in the comic where he there is a gang, of they call them the mutants, and he, he can't beat all of them. Uh-huh. So the only way he could do it was he challenged the leader uh-huh. and beat the leader and then encompass the gang to be vigilantes with him ah. like it's a thing it's a throwback that you know rick miller is an old dude he's a yeah. throwback yeah and everybody there's so many stories that have done that like you beat the leader you beat that guy and that's yeah. where you went in the end we have the musical number and a long one too a yeah yeah true yeah. true Come, yeah we got the sorrells first yeah we do get and i loved how they worked back <laughs> in all of except for eg Daily for some reason, yeah. they, they worked back in all these characters, and the Sorrells are there, and uh, it's obviously it was very much a bookend with what the movie opened up with. Right. And yep. although she's back with Billy Fish, which I'm not sure, I guess he's learned the error of his ways, and he thanks Tom Cody in the end. 
Yeah. Well, they're to, they're not together. Well, no, they're he's not still together. Her no. manager. Yeah, that's true. He's her manager. Yeah. You're right. Because he yeah. said, "I'm not going to stand in the way of you, you two. No. I know better now. She might need me, but she loves yeah. you." That was what she said. Oh, I got oh, I got tingly good over my body now. Mm-hmm. Which, but you're better she for loves her. Loves you. Yeah. <laughs> he totally does that player Jack Burton, mm-hmm. Big Trouble in Little mm-hmm. China move, he where he, he's like, "I'm out." Cause I can't follow you," he said. He says, "I I can't be the one that follows you from." Uh huh. No, I'm not going to carry your case. Yeah, I can't carry your case. And in the end, he and McCoy drive off into what would be the sunset, except the studio or the back lot was covered by tarps. Yes. Yeah, but you you still miss out on the the the, that moment, the one, the last song when she looks at him. He's standing there uh, Mm -hmm. looking in the doorway. Yeah, that was good. And they look at they look at each other, and just and then he. The, the, the look between them just before he walks out it's it's oh, oh and and the gen, the john wayne moment of if there's ever a time that you need yeah oh i'll be there i'll be there i love this movie so so much <laughs> yeah it's a good movie and peter <laughs> the other thing is is that now that you said it was supposed to be a trilogy i get why they had he mccoy and yeah. cody drive off together because the idea would be their further adventures of kicking butt mm-hmm. but I, part of me thinks that they should have just ended with that door shutting. Yeah. Him going out the door yeah. and just boom, yeah. done. Because I don't think you needed to have that other than to tap, tag it into. Maybe yeah, it was it, so much to tag it into the other. If they were going to do more movies, yeah, movies, which they obviously yeah. didn't because this movie uh, kind of bombed. Yeah, yeah well, they kind of did an unofficial sequel to it. What was that? It, it's called Road to Hell. Really? It was made in 2000, yeah. Mm. Who's when in he, it? Uh, well... Tom Cody. Really? Yeah, it's 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 loosely loosely. I don't know anything about it to, other than the Michael Perez in it. Then it's oh, is he playing? Must, he's playing Tom Cody. Yeah, he's playing Tom Cody. Yeah, we must That's find this. It's directed by Albert Piune, which the name yeah. rings a really strong bell, and not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> no, he's done a he's done a lot of. Uh, is this on Amazon? We must watch Cy- this. Cyborg. <laughs> He did Cyborg, which I went to the movies to see as well. I yeah. really don't. You don't like, like that, Joel. I don't like I Cyborg. Like I don't like Cyborg like, at all. It's not good. It's awful. Yeah, it, I just it, said it, I went to the movies to see. I it. and I love, dude. I liked Lionheart. Yeah, I'm with you on that, but it's <laughs> just something about but Cyborg. No, well, it's a bad movie, but it's good. Yeah, oh, I, just, well. I, I mean, I need to rewatch it because last time I saw it, it was like 19 or 20, and I was in like the whole filmmaker mode. So I was doing the whole like. Yeah. It's oh, not. It's not true. Foe. You're too cool. No, I actually liked a bunch of garbage then too. But, oh. <laughs> but, oh. oh, he did Arcade with Peter Billingsley. <laughs> he, he, that's why I thought he did like a lot of Full Moon stuff, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay, that's why yeah. I recognized his name. Okay, yep. cool. Yeah, oh, he did the rude. Captain. Dude, he did the 1990 Captain America. And I remember that. I remember that destroyed my childhood. Oh. Yeah. It's Winter Soldier's almost as good as that. I didn't even let me tell you. I didn't even see it in the movie. What? <laughs> that took a long time to register. Because I did. My mind didn't want to register. No, I consider Winter Soldier to possibly be the best of all the. Oh, it's the best written of the all the Marvel the movies. movies. Yes. yes, best written. Yep. So, <laughs> you know what? This reminded me. I wonder if uh, Whedon. Speaking of that, I wonder if he looked at this movie and thought about that for McCoy, the McCoy and. Um, and Tom parts and thought about that for Serenity huh. because their Firefly is basically well, uh, that. I mean, you have the that. Tom character 
They both yeah. are ex-soldiers that yeah. lost whatever war they went. They came home. I think those are archetypes, aren't they? They're, they're, they're they are strong archetypes. archetypes. Yeah. Very much so. For all the movies we watched, yeah. like she is definitely his, you know, his second. Even though she's a, you know, the woman is always thought of as the damsel. No, not not no. with not with the no, character. She's a, no, she's a strong. She's the tough one. She walked yeah. in there. I still can't like she is the toughest character in the in the movie to yeah, walk in a room. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was pretty she she was pretty awesome. So Yeah. All right. So before we before we music. jump to our picks, mm-hmm. we truly would music. be remiss if we did not mention the music on some level yeah, at least. After. Now I remember hearing somebody talk, I think it was actually uh my buddy Doug McCoy, the podcaster, I think on one of his shows, I don't remember which one it was, I thought he talked about seeing streets of fire and that he was like me like he hadn't seen it until recently and he'd never seen it but liked it and he made a comment that the music reminded him of meatloaf and not the food the uh, singer. yeah 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 but there's yeah, a but reason it, for that yeah yeah mm. is it simon steinman yeah jim steinman okay jim steinman yep. and he was didn't he write a lot of meatloaf stuff yeah because dude there he was right because this the opening and the ending song especially were mm-hmm. like you could hear Meatloaf singing those songs. Yeah, you can, you can. Mm-hmm. There is a definite a tone yeah. in it. Is what it the guitar, the piano, yeah, yeah, the piano mixed with the the guitar. I was getting ready for somebody to suddenly break up with. It. Yeah, ain't no doubt about it. We were doubly blessed. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> we were barely seventeen. We were ba- gonna go all the way tonight. I'm gonna go all the way out of hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it had yeah. that definitely had that vibe. So, uh, so yeah. that was the Rye Cooter. That's an awesome mm-hmm. name. I love that name. Cooter. Rock yeah. Cooter. Cooter. Cooter is one of the greatest words ever. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turns me into a hillbilly every time I hear it. Rock Cooter. Cooter. <laughs> just, I think we should just have a show where we just go, Cooter. Where's my spit cup? Oh, Cooter. <laughs> oh, you said Cooter. Cooter. Yeah, I mean, him doing the soundtrack or the score is, uh, yeah. He's done a, he's a lot, a lot of goodens. Yeah, this was a hit. Yeah. Like this, I remember this playing on the radio. This was the hit of the summer when this when this. Uh, I ordered, I ordered the vinyl. They didn't have it in the stores here. I ordered it, and I was painfully waiting for it to come out. Yeah, it was a big all over the radio. It was a big deal. And I have, yeah, and then the CDs, you know, mm-hmm. you know when the, the CD player came, and I bought the CD too, so I could. I'm saving the the vinyl. Hmm. Oh, very nice. Uh, you still have the vinyl? Of course. Where do you live, Peter? <laughs> Not getting it. Okay. Save your because vinyl. No, when you're getting here, yeah, I know. If if you come here to to take that, you know, I know you're gonna take my blood red disc of. Uh, of uh, Dead by Dawn. Too. Oh yeah, I know. I saw that. I was like, oh, the the, the only the only person's Evil Dead ish type memorabilia that I envy more than that, Peter, is the fact that Hammond has the actual prop from Army of Darkness that somebody gave him. I know. He actually has like a skull head or what? I can't remember what it is, but I think it's like a skull prop from. I think it's a skull prop. Yeah, I think it's <sighs> pretty amazing. cool. That is awesome. I would have it like put in like a glass box. It would sit in the middle of my cool. house. Mm-hmm. And then my wife would be like, what the hell are you doing? Move that. So, <laughs> <laughs> And you would. Yeah, I would. I'd be like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take away my fun. Yeah. Right. What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Sorry. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I love you. My, 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 my kids are in the corner going. 
That's a punk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the the music oh. is amazing, and then of course. The Sorrells at the end, this is, I believe, is the Dan Hartman version, of course, the original song, which is funny because the music video for this song, and I'll make you guys happy, I'll just let it play in the background. Can you hear me okay? I'm I'm in the beat right now. Okay. FYI, this is a long song. <laughs> I'm in a happy place now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Millers, I might be inclined. You hear the crowd cheering? Oh, hold on. I, I got a new applause track. I didn't play it yet. We're making our own video now. That's right. Everybody listens like, will you shut up and let the song play? All right, I'm going to, I, maybe I might add that on at the end. Uh, you East, should. Easter egg, potential Easter egg. Yeah. At the yeah end but I like it, uh, it uh, when it turns into what she sings at the end tonight is what it means to be young, because that's a powerful song too. It's, it's good. Yeah. I, all the music is good. The yeah. the action is good. I Again, I was surprised at the brutality level of the movie, because it yes. gets yeah. pretty intense yeah, at I, points. It was an entertaining ass movie, and I really seriously, I'm before we release this episode, I'm actually friends. He's my my only teacher that I'm still I have as a friend on Facebook, and I'm going to actually tag him and point out I owe him an apology after twenty something years. You do. I you do. in classic. I was just a dumbass seventeen year old fashion. I should have listened mm-hmm. to him. And let me tell you what uh, Stony Jackson's personal life what it says for that. Stony Jackson resides in Southern California, the Orange Country area he referees high school and collegiate level basketball really that's it <laughs> that's what he's doing right now got out of the game got out of the game don't hate the player uh, hate the game no no i don't blame him nah that's, that's right a hard game. he was it's a hard game it is <clears throat> and people thought he sung that song for real it did yeah, that was they sold yeah. that that wasn't yeah. diane lane's voice was it no no no, no, no. not even no. Okay, I didn't think so. Well, uh, it was funny because the video showed Stoney Jackson and the group. Yes, singing. it does. Yeah. It doesn't even have. There's the that, but here's what's group. interesting. There's an interesting video, another video for this that song. Yeah. Dan Hartman yeah. as a bartender, and this was interesting since I had never seen this movie. I see, I had seen that video, and on the background in the bar, you see the Sorrells dancing and singing, and I thought, yep. I remember when I would see this video, I'd think, oh, is it supposed to be like the Four Tops or something? <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't know it was connected to Streets of Fire. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, you know who else is in that video? That original one? Come on. Miss I'm just one of the guys, Joyce Heiser. Looking cute as a freaking button. Oh. Yep. And I believe she was dating Mr. Bruce Springsteen at the time. Well, who wasn't back then? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Actually, I think they were together for quite a long time. Oh, well. Bruce has good taste. Just, just one of the guys. I love that movie so much. Did you did was, did you ever review that? Yeah, we did, but it was really early yeah. on, and I love that movie so much. I've actually contemplated doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what all balls itch, right? That's right. All back. balls itch. We it's a fact. Do it. Let's do it. Yeah, we will. We will. We should do we'll it. it. Yeah. We'll add it. Because I, I, I would just like to talk about it again. I want to see it. I just want a reason to see it again. <laughs> Honey, I'm sorry. I, I got to watch it again. I'm sorry. I just. Again? We just watched it yesterday. No. <laughs> <laughs> so would we all agree? Streets of Fire, way beyond C&D. Freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah, you don't even have to ask. Would not even nah, CCC. Just this is a great movie. Period. Yes. End of story. We've, we've been gushing love. For yeah, yeah, this is. Yeah. There, there's no point. Uh, I feel like I no. need a better rating system just so we could actually rate it as something. But if, if I was <laughs> yeah. rating it seriously on a scale like one to five, this for me would be at like a solid four at least. And I'm saying yeah. five is Raiders of the Lost Ark. So this is a okay. solid four. Yeah. If I'm gonna rate it that way. Yeah, I can go with that. Okay. So we all loved it. I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, move into movie picks territory. All right. Who went first last time, Daryl? I this movie just encompasses all of it. Even though it, I think it came out before that, I had to pick the Warriors. Mm. I mean, it's just this movie. It's just so much. It is so much from this. I mean, you had Swan is like the the same guy that 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 character doesn't have a lot of emotion, nope. doesn't talk a lot. He just he he his actions exactly. speak for her for his uh, everything he does is body language. Uh-huh. Nothing is, is is told. He doesn't tell the audience anything about what he's thinking. Um, the the whole thing with the gangs not being able to control the gangs. Police have no jurisdiction here. Like you are just left the the everybody is just left to um, the hero. Whatever hero comes along to mm-hmm. stop the madness mm-hmm. is 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 yeah. uh, what you're left with. I mean, and it just has that, and it it also had that kind of a uh, what if the world didn't have any like if there were so many gangs that there were more yeah. gangs than anything exactly. else, mm-hmm. and you're just left that way it's to the point where gangs were like the legitimate thing to you know every area had their gangs. Well, it, the orphans weren't that uh, impressive, but uh, no, apart from that, no. Yeah. They're, they're, they kind of sucked as a gang. <laughs> they kind of did. And, and that's a great pick, and I will say that I'm glad you brought it up because one interesting, completely random connection is that Bill Paxton is in Streets of Fire, directed by Walter mm-hmm. Hill. Walter mm-hmm. Hill also directed The Warriors. Bill yep. Paxton would go on to direct what I think is one of the best movies of the <clears throat> early 2000s, which is Frailty. With yeah. Matthew McConaughey, yeah, and, great movie, and and that movie also starred uh, Powers Booth, who was in Southern Comfort, directed by Walter Hill, and in that same movie, the kids uh, of Bill Paxton's character love the movie The Warriors because it takes place in 1979. Boom, bam, boom, damn, didn't even have Way it written down it in around. front of me, kids. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. excellent pick, Daryl. Excellent pick. That's a great. I love The Warriors. Oh, I do too. The movie and the gang. Of course. Yes. Who doesn't? Well, actually, the baseball fury is better. But apart from that, <laughs> Peter. Yes. Do you have a pick? Uh, yeah, I was going to go with one from Michael Paré, but I've changed it. So, and and last time you you Eddie and the Cruisers too. Eddie lives. No. Uh, n- no. What's wrong with that? No, I, I was going to go with Bad Moon from '96, but I've changed it. Okay. Because because you you you. You always come down hard on me because I pick good movies. So I'm going to pick one from 1993. And I'm going with Robert Townsend. Oh. Mm-hmm. A, a superhero movie. 
I know. Meteor Man. Oh, that's right. Yes. How about a double feature of Meteor Man and Blank Man? <laughs> it had Marley Gibbs and Stoney Jackson was in it too. Really? Yeah. No, Stoney. Yeah. The connection is Stoney Jackson that was in the movie we just talked about is also yes. within Two Two Seven that Marley Gibbs. I used to love that show. Was. Yeah. That was her show. She was the producer. Mm. What was show. the show where I love two two seven and I think didn't it play up against the one where Sherman Helmsley was like the preacher? Amen. Amen. It, that I, was I, it. I used to love that show too. It was it was two two seven. Amen and then two two seven. Back to back. I used to love those shows. Oh yes. <laughs> See, awesome. I've seen stuff. So yeah. um, some Media Man, nineteen ninety. That's a good pick, man. Yes, I'm gonna give you crap good. again. That's a Robert good pick. Robert Guillaume was in it. Oh Benson. Benson. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. This, wasn't this the one where he was afraid of heights? Yeah, something like that. Yes. He yeah, I think that he only flew a couple of feet up in the air. Oh, I went to the movie to see that that weekend, the opening week. <laughs> you did? I sure did. I sure did. Man. People laugh at me when I say I like that movie. I have friends that get mad at me because I love that I movie. I like the movie Leprechaun, Daryl. <laughs> oh, okay, you win. <laughs> so, my pick... Since I didn't mm. do one, I believe, the last time we were all together because I realized we ran out of time. And this episode, I think, is going to run even longer. So, whatever. Yeah. So, my pick is from 1993. I picked it, which is really funny because now I don't remember what the connection is. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's in it. And, I, oh, okay. and, Di- and Diane Lane. They're both in this. So, actually, it's a double whammy. Okay? Indian Summer from 1993. Do you remember this little movie? Wait a minute. It sounds so familiar to me. Indian Summer. I'm going to read the Imdaba. It's seven friends reunite for a week-long reunion at a summer camp in Ontario. They used to attend as children, which is now threatened with being closed down. It's sort of like the big chill goes to summer camp. Yes, I do remember this. And I picked it, I remember because I went to see it, I believe, opening weekend. But the main reason why is because Sam Raimi has is actually in it. He's actually has a, like, I'm not talking about like a cameo. He has like a part in it. Really? I didn't even yeah. know. That. Other than uh, Thou Shalt Not Kill, yeah. except this is probably like, the only other movie where he's had like a relatively bigger role mm. that I can think of. So Indian Summer for 1993, I remember really liking it. It's it's a very, you know, drama, touchy-feely mm. kind of movie. And like I said, it very much Big Chill goes to summer camp. That's basically what it is. Well, I, you know what? There's so many movies that are set where you kind of return to your roots type of movies, mm-hmm. and this is yeah. what that was. Yeah. But I actually always like those movies because they kind of they get they get the best out of actors when you when it's a good one mm-hmm. when it's a good sure. one and you have yeah. good actors yeah. that character stuff works. Like well, and, really and, and just so you know, it also starred. Uh, well, you you already said uh, was it Alan Arkin, mm-hmm. and it had. Obviously, Diane Lane, Bill Paxton, Elizabeth Perkins. Yes, I like her too. Kevin Pollack. Yeah. Uh, Vincent Spano and Julie Warner. They're a little lesser known, but very recognizable. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of, lot of, oh, Kimberly Williams. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and if I remember, and this is, it literally, I have not seen this movie since around that time. But <laughs> it, my, my I sense of memory was because she, Kimberly Williams, I think, had done Father of the Bride at that point. And I yes. think she's sort of the Meg Tilly and Big Chill character. Like she's the outsider young girl. Even though I don't think anybody's died, I don't think that's what brings them together. But 
You know what I mean? Like they, no, she yeah, it, it, no one died. It was just them coming back. He had divorced or something. That's he, right, and she's like his girlfriend or his like, something like that. Right, yeah, it's been he's like going through a, a midlife crisis kind of thing, and the other wives are angry at him because of it. And yes, something like that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. See, I was so into that stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm impressed, Daryl. I'm impressed. So that was my pick. Uh, so we we had some good picks. So we had Warriors. Mm-hmm. We had Meteor Man. Yeah. And we had Indian Summer. So those are three good picks. Check them out, and obviously check out Streets of Fire for sure if you haven't done it. Don't be like me, kids. If you're like 17 years old and for some freaked out reason listening to three old guys talk about movies, all I'm saying is please, 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 please see this movie if you haven't already. Yes, definitely do that. So, before we end this, and I'm putting you both on the spot so I can Uh-oh. always cut it out. Uh-oh. I was thinking, because I don't think we had talked about another, the next movie, and I always said Space Hunter, but I want to actually hold that off for a couple episodes just because I feel like it's real close to Ice Pirates, and I want right. to, you know, kind of yeah, give a little... That's true. That's true. So, so, do you remember the movie The Night Before, starring Lori Loughlin and Keanu Reeves? I think I do. It's, basic, it's basically After Hours, if you remember that movie with Griffin Dunn, the teenage uh, years, and it's a, it's a comedy, and it was directed... By the same director of Night of the Comet. Which I love. Okay. Mm. I do remember it because he had the suit on, the white suit. Yes, and it's like one of those all-in-one night. And it's funny because I don't... Were you on for Adventures in Babysitting, Daryl, with Jason and me a long time? I don't remember. I don't know. I actually don't remember. Well, the reason why I say because I remember, I remember us I having. I feel a, like I was, but then I might have just listened to you guys talk about well, it. Well, I remember us having a discussion with you though on one of the shows early on. That I you think were, I picked it. I think I might have picked it as one of my movies to, that kind of goes with something. Else. Well, because I'm trying to remember because I remember us having this whole conversation with you about these movies where it was about like the upper '80s movies where the upper crust white kids end up in the quote unquote. <laughs> wrong side of the tracks Bad part of town yes and i remember having that conversation with you and i remember thinking the night before then i was like oh we gotta do it. so yeah tom eberhardt is the director and he's the guy who did night of the comet i've always wanted to cover this so gentlemen if you can i know it's on amazon which i don't know peter do you have access to that uh, i'll check i, I haven't uh, checked the yeah. youtubes yet it may very well be on there if nothing yeah. else i might oh. be able to procure you a copy if you don't have it so i'm just saying yeah, if you guys we'll would be up for that Oh, hell yeah. I think this would be a fun one to do. I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember really liking this movie a lot. Not, not yeah, so, and I, I have not seen it, it since You don't that... remember it, Peter? I'm thinking, no, I know what... Uh, I was going to say, did, I, just, I, don't did I just... I don't remember watching it. I'm not sure about that. Did I, did I, I, did I finally get you on one? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, well, you never know. Oh, my I mean, God. Oh, man, you did it. You might have done it. Yeah, I'll, I'll well, my mission's complete. This, 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 that'll be the last show, then. Trap the mic. <laughs> Damn it. In that case, I have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that I, I, honestly can't, I honestly can't remember. It I actually has a pretty that. decent rating on, yeah. on MDBA for whatever yeah. that's worth. I mean, Streets of Fire had a 6.7. Night Before has a 6.4. So it's not like it's like a Captain America, the 1990 version, had a 3.3. Ooh. How did it get that How high a rating? <laughs> yeah. I do not understand. Yeah. I kind of want to cover that one. <laughs> Listen, I think it, I think you that do, the I'll go for there. it. <laughs> yeah, well, it. superhero movies. Yeah, I'll watch it again. All right, so the oh, next one, oh, then we're, we're we're all in. We're gonna leave this part in. I oh, mean, this movie. Yeah. I forgot Suzanne Snyder from Weird Science and Return of the Living Dead Part Two. She's in freaking the night before. Wow, man, this is damn. You're really gonna make me think back, man. I've not seen this in years. And it's got Lori Laughlin, young Lori Laughlin. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I'm so in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Hold the phone. I love that the music, if you listen real close, like, they ruined her full house. Hold the phone. Oof. Oh, yeah. All right, gentlemen. So, so Peter, should we let Daryl have the final word? Will he put him yeah. on the spot? Go. Oh. <laughs> so, Daryl, you have the final word. Any any final things you'd like to tell the? Well, uh, first of all, hold on. Before we do that, thank uh-huh. you, Peter. <laughs> yes, oh, Peter. Thank, thank you. And 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 thank you, Daryl. And of course, Daryl can be found at the uh, uh, what, what is it? The Taylor Network of Podcasts. Yes. Also known as. 1,562 podcasts for you to listen to. You keep to. adding na- numbers to it. It's <laughs> only about 9 or 10, maybe. 100, oh! yep. Not that many. Yeah, but they're good. They are. I try. So, we all try. Well, that's all we can do. That's right. So, Daryl, any final words? Um, You are going to make me relive my high school years again. Thank you very much for having me watch these movies. Hold on, hold on. Okay, sorry, we're back. (laughs) And we're old. So I had forgotten to mention like 18 episodes ago. That may be a little exaggeration. We actually had a lovely message from listener Jeremy. And Jeremy, I won't give your last name because you didn't tell me I could. So Jeremy sent me a message and wanted to give, uh, I, I say you guys. A nice compliment. He's, he wrote, I just wanted to send a little message your way to let you know that the podcast is amazing and a highlight for my work week. Growing up, I had an Eliminators poster on my wall. And just like everything, when you are a kid, you lose it during a movie. <laughs> I can't wait for the upcoming episodes. Keep them coming and I will keep on laughing. That Hell Comes to Frog Town was hysterical and horrifically offensive. Okay, I added that last part on. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was. So thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. We appreciate the feedback. Yep. Thank you. Yes, we do. Thank you so much. So thank you for that. And so, Daryl, any other final words? <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, I'd like to thank the Academy. Um, I want to thank my mother. Um, I know her, you love me. I know you love me now that I've yeah. been able to be on this. And, and these awards, they're not just for me. They're for all of us. You better pray you make it out of the battery. Thanks for listening. And for even more retro movie goodness, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and feel free to leave a review. It helps more people find out about the show. And a special thanks to JV at YourSecretIdentity.com for all the fantastic music you've heard throughout this show. So swing on by ForgottenFlix.com where we've got great retro reviews, articles, games, tons of past podcast episodes and interviews, and more. <laughs> <laughs>